everyone and welcome to the to another episode of Start Bharat FC's football discussion segment that's what we'd like to call because we haven't come up with a name for it yet uh and so today it's going to be uh another episode where we uh, dissect uh, certain football issues and we can look about how clubs futures might change with the with certain fixtures that can play an important part uh, in their team futures so joining uh, joining me today is the usual quiz crew it's abhilash hi and sreven hello okay all right so guys on the agenda uh, i think we, uh, i think we can break this down into three segments essentially so we want to talk about uh, how the ballon d'or cancellation might actually lead to the a uh, deserving candidates not actually getting the ballon d'or and then for the second segment we'll go into the top four and relegation race heading into the final match day i mean we we are shooting this before um manchester united's match against west ham and chelsea's match against liverpool so i think those results can impact them a lot and so in the end we'll and uh, in, in the end of that segment we'll give our predictions and we'll also look at who are going to be relegated and who are not going to be relegated and for the final segment we'll be looking at certain football stadiums we'd want to present we we'd want to be present at and witness a match there so essentially this is going to be an amalgamation of like our opinions plus general uh, general fo- football discussion things okay so uh, moving on to the first segment then so the ballon d'or ceremony got uh, recently got cancelled due to the coronavirus pandemic uh I just I, I I think I'll get straight to it then. Uh, so Abhilash, did you think there was like a probably certain Ballon d'Or candidate if the ceremony had happened, or do you think there would have been like a lot of competition between the final three places in the Ballon d'Or voting? I think it was certainly going to go for the prolific Paul Lewandowski. I doubt anyone has done. as good as him in this season and we haven't we aren't even done with the champions league which i am certain bayern will be able to clinch it his stats are mind blowing uh, so i think lewandowski deserves the ballon d'or this year i am extremely unhappy about it but what can we do okay before we head on to your case for lewandowski uh steven who do you think is going to win the ballon d'or or who would you want to win the ballon d'or i think that is a better question to ask okay. looks more likely to win as abler said i feel like lewandowski is in pole position to win it but that that's a good pun pole like... position to win that's a good pun <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> But being a Liverpool fan, like uh, I watched Sadio Sadio Mane's season, and he has a he has had a terrific season so far, and uh, his work rate in each and every match, contributing to defense and attack. I mean, his his latest game this season, I mean, he was overshadowed by Salah for the last couple of seasons, but this season it was a level. Uh, he was extremely good this season. That's all what I want to say. All right. Uh, so I actually think probably Lewandowski should be yeah, should be actually winning the Ballon d'Or if Bayern win the Champions League because uh, like quite frankly he's been just like uh, ridiculous in the Champions League. I mean he's already got like thirteen uh, goals in seven games I believe, and then uh, uh, and then like uh, he's on course to break uh, to break Ronaldo's like which. Quite frankly, people thought unbreakable Champions League record of most goals scored. Uh, so, if Bayern indeed win the Champions League, I do think Lewandowski deserves to win the Ballon d'Or. If not, let's say if Barcelona win the Champions League, then I think it's clearly then it clearly has to be Lionel Messi because, but quite frankly, like he's just proven to be like an alien once again. I mean, he he's just ridiculous. Like he can do whatever he want on the pitch and. He he'll get the positive result no matter what. So I think Lionel Messi should win the Ballon d'Or if things go according to plan. All right. So since we since we mentioned our candidates for uh, uh, winning the Ballon d'Or, Abhilash, why don't you start with why do you think uh, Lewandowski deserves to win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah, but I always think the best form of defense is attack. So let me set the scene for you. You are one nil down against a very good Napoli team. 
and your uh, you probably would have thought okay they are coming to our home we'll have a home advantage but all your fans would be missing at your home and you seriously think okay even if by chance barcelona could come back from that they are going to face bayern munich the most informed team in the world i i just want to correct yeah. you barcelona are one all against napoli not one nil down okay i'll do it again then barcelona wait really yeah yeah they oh, go okay. against napoli okay barcelona are one all against napoli and they are falling i mean their form is pretty abysmal uh they are playing very tepid football griezmann seems to be non existent i mean he is literally a very very costly bench former uh there seems to be a leo messi leo messi seems to be running the club but doesn't want the public to see him running the club in this situation do you think barcelona can win the champions league i uh, i doubt it because yeah because champions league never had a winner who won by fluke and unlike the euros which greece won just by defending I mean, standing and, in front and, of goal, you cannot call Portugal that. Portugal in 2016 too. Portugal, like I don't think they deserve okay. to win the Euros, but okay, that's that's a separate discussion, I guess. But okay, go on. I mean, if you have one of the best managers of managers on the touchline in the form of Cristiano Ronaldo, that gives you an edge. Good one, good one. Okay, go on then. Yeah, and. Uh, Lewandowski's stats are amazing. He scored uh, he had 31 appearances appearances scored 34 goals in in the league and had four assists. I mean uh, he his uh, his interplay with Müller has gone to the next level this season. Müller has broken the Bundesliga uh, assist record. I think Lewandowski had a huge part to play with it. And Yeah, he completely deserves to win the Ballon d'Or. But unfortunately, the Illuminati has ordered Don uh, Illuminati has ordered that the Ballon d'Or should be should not be awarded. So, what can we do about it? Do you actually think it's a conspiracy? Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Ah, that that's good. what like the ballon d'or getting cancelled or the coronavirus pandemic in itself uh, coronavirus yeah i have if we start talking about coronavirus conspiracy theories which i have i don't think i think our listeners would probably turn off oh uh, yeah no like we'll go so, from i think start bharat we'll go from start bharat to china versus bharat i guess okay yeah. uh that's cool then Uh, Srivan, uh, why do you think Sadio Mane deserves to win the Ballon d'Or? I think a shout nobody even on football Twitter would have thought of. Maybe. <laughs> like actually, uh, uh, I have to correct a point. Like I said, uh, he was overshadowed by Salah in last two seasons. But actually, it was only in uh, Salah's debut season at uh, Liverpool he was overshadowed. Last season also, like he came fourth in the Ballon d'Or rankings, if I'm not wrong. And even this season, he has been like, I mean. Is uh, maintaining the same consistency. Maybe the players like Lewandowski have raised their game, but yes, uh, like the consistency of Mane is what uh, makes him this uh, standout player. Uh, okay, uh, like good performance. But yeah, but honestly, uh, like my problem with Sadio Mane is like I. Uh, I I clearly don't know whether he is like underrated or overrated in all honesty because like people no, no, no. tend to call him underrated but like I think that's because of like essentially defenders keying onto Mo Salah and then just like Sadio Mane having the space on the other flank which allows him to operate in a in a much better manner I'd say and although like to be fair he's he's stepped up his game and he's actually scored like some big clutch uh game winning goals i'd say uh, who was that uh, who was it against where he scored like a corner uh, where he scored a corner and he won you the match 2-1 was it against bournemouth corner uh, aston villa i guess yes. oh okay cool 
Yeah, because yeah, I I remember I remember seeing that match and like when Sadio Mane scored the goal and I was like, oh fuck! Like when are Liverpool going to lose? Uh, okay, so it's a turning point in our season because I mean, uh, if we drew that match, like uh, we wouldn't have been like uh, it would have been down for the next game, like because against Manchester City, like I think it was game week eleven. I mean, after winning that game two one in the like like in the dying moment. Like it really gave us a really big boost. Then we crowned like, Man City, and from there it was like big. It was only getting better for us and going down in for Man. Right. So I think I'll my I'll make my case for Lionel Messi then because like I mean what can I say? Best best player I, uh, in the world, best player of all time. Yeah, you were saying something. Before you move on, I would like to describe Sadio Mane and Mo Salah's relationship as uh, McManaman's and uh, Roberto Carlos' relationship in the prime Real Madrid years. In the prime Real Madrid years, uh, like they used to just leave the right side free. So McManaman used to keep asking, "Are we going? Uh, what is that space behind me? Like, no, is no, no one <laughs> going to cover the space for?" Roberto Carlos and Roberto Carlos was like, yeah, it was like that when I got here, just bomb, bomb, don't, don't care, diff, kind of defending. Yeah, both of them gave each other a particular kind of shine. I think it's the same with Mo Salah. The defenders cover one and they the other hits them. I think it's like that, and I feel Sadio Mane's movement is much, much, uh, much more technical than Mo Salah's. Salah sometimes irritates you, like, uh, but Sadio Mane is pleasing on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Roberto Carlos and Steve McManaman. I mean, that's like a very distinct comparison, but all right. I mean, I guess that, like, I think that is similar to the Salah and Mane dynamic in some sense. I'd say that. Yes, and okay, but Mane contributes more to the defense. I see. All right, I, I, I like. Yeah, but like, okay. Before, before we move on to Messi, before we move on to Messi, uh, who do you think is the goat in football? I don't know. I'm not in Messi's camp. Oh, okay. Abhilash, what about you? Lothar Matthias. Oh, oh, piss off. <laughs> I mean, there'll be people who said you are you are too young to have seen Lothar Matthäus, but if you read, even if you read the <laughs> descriptions written about him or the stories you hear about him, you think, okay, if I have Lothar Matthäus in my team, we'll win something. And the same thing goes for Zidane. If I had Zidane, like Alex Ferguson famously said. If give me ten uh, pieces of wood and Zidane, I'll win you the Champions League. Yeah, I feel Lothar Matthäus is that kind of player. I mean, I I don't I don't really have a problem against like Matthäus being like a very good player. All I have a problem with him is like he's just sort of like a shit human being. So <laughs> I think I think that that plays into uh, that plays a role into him like into like crowning him the gold maybe. But but like even I like Messi's gravity, like. He, the way he can just—I mean—the multitude of things he can do is—I think that's what uh, sets him apart in the board conversation. But anyways, uh, yeah, but making the case for Messi this year in big games. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, uh, so making the case for Messi this year, I mean, like unreal starts man again. He's—I mean—he's actually played through an injury, by the way. Uh, I mean, he was uh, like forced into uh, Barcelona's fixture list even uh, uh, without even uh, like getting to his hundred percent fitness. And I mean, just uh, look at this: twenty-five goals and twenty-two assists in the Champions League, uh, in the La Liga, in the La Liga campaign in just thirty-three games. He's got thirty. He's got thirty goals and twenty-six uh, assists in all competitions in forty-two matches. I mean, like. Um, this is just uh, this is just like uh, ridiculous. I mean, um, you can see that uh, there has been like a considerable drop in his goal scoring numbers compared to previous campaigns. But then, um, 
Well, I, I, I'd say uh, given that he's been uh, he's been injured a lot, and given that actually Griezmann might be interfering uh, in his attacking space uh, when he's uh, when he's shooting. Uh, I, I mean, like we have to give credit to uh, uh, Messi for actually like even carrying Barcelona to the second position. I'd say. I mean, like. Probably Atletico Madrid and Sevilla have been marginally better than Barcelona in this season, and even expected points puts them fourth, I think. So I mean, like he's just carried this Barcelona attack throughout the season, and I'd say if like if Barcelona indeed win the Champions League with this, like, well, quite honestly, like old age, uh, tepid team as Avila described, I think that just substantiates his case to have won the Ballon d'Or. But given the ceremony is cancelled, I don't think. Any but uh, any like Twitter fanboys or uh, uh, will be like making their case for their favorite favorite player to win Ballon d'Or. Although if Bayern win the Champions League, I do I do think like clearly Lewandowski deserves to win the Ballon d'Or. He's just it's the attack for Bayern. He actually links up very well with Müller and Gnabry actually 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 too because like Gnabry has had a pretty good season and like. Whenever I see like Nabri getting into attacking positions, it's just because like Lewandowski has drawn his defender away, so because and then uh, Nabri could attack the space that Lewandowski has vacated for him, uh, and like given that Lewandowski is also like a pretty good link-up man, I think he's he's just he's been on a he's been on another level and he's also elevated Bayern's attack to another season. He's also a pretty good uh, aerial winner of the ball given his physical personality, and if and if like because. If you think about it, like Bayern clearly have had the better domestic, se- have had a better domestic season than Barcelona. But I mean, like I think this just uh, substantiates either uh, Lewandowski or uh, Messi, uh, Messi's achievements uh, uh, for their ca- for their respective teams if either of them wins the Champions League. And if both of them don't win the Champions League, I think the slightest goes to Lewandowski just because Messi has been injured this year. I can tell you one award which Messi won't be winning this year, like the sports business award. I mean, the way he's managing Barcelona, it's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> just just undermining the president's role, and then like I mean, uh, to be fair, like people don't blame him for the Griezmann transfer. I mean, according to reports, it, it was he who was like a uh, uh, pro Griezmann in Barcelona. So. I mean that has turned out to be shambles. I mean, like I, I never liked the transfer when they made it. I mean, one twenty million for a twenty-eight year old who was who was probably on a decline because, like, uh, in the previous two seasons with Atleti, his goal-scoring numbers weren't that good. I mean, like, uh, I think in in twenty eighteen nineteen he just scored like fifteen goals in the league. I think, and although that's for a defensive Atleti side, given that most much of the attacking output goes through him. I think it was a fairly, and I think it was a bit of a downgrade for him. And like this season, he's been just. I mean, his manager doesn't trust him. He doesn't know how to fit himself in the Barcelona attack. The one good thing he does is uh, he actually tracks back and does defensive work, and he pressures a lot. I think he has like uh, four to five pressure regains per match this season. So I think uh, the defensive work done by him is solid. But given that they paid 120 million for him, you, I think like him. I mean, you would rather see him score goals and create chances than do defensive work. I'd say. If that is the case, then I think uh, other players can also. I mean, certain faults can be uh, pointed out in other other players' play too. But no, okay, we'll. Ha- I think I think this conversation like about the any. goat. I think this conversation yeah. about the goat should like stay in other domains. I'd say. And so, guys, uh, before we end this segment, I just wanted to get like a short prediction from you. Who do you think is going to win the championship? Bayern looks. Yeah, like but I'd say, I'd say Bayern. Don't. The, like the, the like the PSG could have. Yeah, like to me, like there are three clear. To me, like there are three clear contenders. Like it's either Bayern, PSG, or Man City. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say Bayern. 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 Yeah, I'd say
so uh wolves are out of the champions league race for sure now uh, so i think it's between these three teams uh, chelsea leicester and man u so uh, abhilash uh, given that you are a man u fan do you think man u can indeed finish in the top 4 yes okay. i mean after the lockdown there's some new optimism in watching manchester united they are finally good they look nice to watch you want the match to continue unlike last time you're like oh my god why am i watching this it's so boring when is it going to end you don't have those questions anymore nowadays oh yeah like uh, i mean uh, given like bruno fernandes and uh, paul pogba's introduction into the midfield i mean you had you had uh, playmakers who can find uh, like those attackers in advanced positions who are rashford and martial who are rashford and martial essentially and uh, i mean like people are giving uh, bruno fernandes like very much uh, like a lot of credit for uh, man united's attacking well upturn i'd say but i don't think many people are actually pointing out rashford's role in this because like i mean rashford has been a great dribbler down the left wing he's actually playing as a left winger which isn't his uh, well it is his preferred position to start as a striker but then given that he's playing a left winger he's actually had to beat the full back uh, on sometimes and If you remember uh who who did he like oh it was against Crystal Palace where he just like dribbled past three players and then he squared it to Martial for a simple chance and i mean like uh, although Bruno Fernandes has indeed transformed Man United's midfield i don't think many people are highlighting Rashford's role in this regard i'd say and so like uh, Abhilash what do you expect is going to happen in the last two matches do you think West Ham can probably pose a threat to you today uh i would it would be nice if david moyes gave us some repara- reparation back for the damage he has done <laughs> by allowing us to win yeah. but yeah like west ham uh they seem to be they see they started playing that disruptive bitchy football which david moyes team david moyes everton team was known for michael antonio like he is the most uh, 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 like unfootball unpremier league footballer ever who seems to be doing so good i mean he the, he's he's not media media trained in his past interview i think you you have seen if you have seen his interview he was talking about you were the you were the first person to do this he was hey, i have more records under my belt and players are instructed by the media team not to show off their records to say the least yeah so i think yeah i think uh, he's going to be po- he's going to pose a threat tonight in, in about an hour or so but not such a great of a threat which mason greenwood is going to be po- posting west ham on the other end i think a good thing uh, for you guys today is going to be the fact that west ham are virtually safe i'd say from relegation yes, yes. looking at their goal difference goal like yes and also they are 3 points above villa and they and they do have a game in hand which is against you guys so Like I think oh, West Ham will play with, yeah, motivation levels are going to be down. Hmm. No. Uh, and so, is uh, David Moyes seeking personal vengeance? Something like that. <laughs> I think that. I think I. Yeah, I think that will be like ironic in some instance, which would be very funny. Uh, uh, Sriven, uh, who do you think are going to finish in the top four places eventually? I need to say it, but man, you look the most like they look the most likely, and uh, I feel they'll trounce West Ham today, like because West Ham, I'm pretty sure, like after like virtually achieving safety, they won't go, like, they won't be that motivated. It's it's a really good chance for Man U to build on their goal difference, so that even if they lose to Leicester, like their goal difference will take them. Oh yeah, that, that, oh, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't consider that actually. That's good. Okay. Uh and who do you think is going to finish fourth Chelsea? Uh yes, me. Like I have feel like I don't know. like uh I have a feeling Chelsea, Chelsea are playing Wolves in the last day. Yes. Oh, okay. I did not see that. But they might be Liverpool today because everyone is in party mood in Liverpool. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that that I think is going to be good. And probably Klopp will RBL Curtis Jones and all in the playing oh then I, I then I would love it man please please do that Klopp uh but but like i i think like uh 
Klopp, I think he does have an incentive to rotate his squad because, I mean, ideally he would want to prevent injuries, right? Because and the... And he wants to, like, I think Nico Williams and Curtis Jones are like, uh, they have four appearances or something, like they need one more appearance to get the medal. Uh-huh. I mean, they can get it on the final day, I guess, but... Uh, I mean, today it it has to be. I, I think Klopp will rotate the squad a bit because, I mean, uh, given that uh, he needs his players to be uh, relatively fresh next season, and he's already secured the Premier League title, and there's no points record to achieve. I think Klopp will rotate his squad, and I think that gives us a better chance. I mean, honestly, so have a better chance of finishing third. I I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think that that seems to be the uh, biggest possibility because we are one point above both these sides. And I think I recently uh, saw a stat where uh, if you started the Premier League table, like the Premier League table since uh, Watford beat Liverpool, like Leicester are in the like, bottom five. Areas. Oh yeah, uh, I mean Leicester. Leicester have been horrible since Christmas, man. In all honesty, they. I, uh, I, I mean, they had. One time the Liverpool versus Leicester fixture was the best title they ever had. Season. They, they were sitting comfortably in second round. Oh, okay. I mean, the drop off they've had is just uh, massive. I, I, that that I think can be attributed to injuries in some. Uh, uh, a, that that I think attributed to injuries because uh, I mean they lost Madison to injury. They lost NDG to injury for a good part of the season, and uh, even in even in centre back they they don't have Soyuncu. Who was like who got sent off for like a very rash tackle against Bournemouth, and so they had to play West Morgan against Spurs, and he and him and uh, Ryan Bennett got absolutely cooked. So uh, I don't see I hope for Leicester. Games, like, their form, I mean, losing to Bournemouth like that and beating Sheffield. Like yeah, and and even against Bournemouth, it was like a absolutely stunning drop off because in the first half they were really really dominant. I mean. I think they deserve to probably score uh, two goals instead of one, and then it was just like Bournemouth turned turned their tempo up. Uh, they 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 had like a, uh, I mean, uh, Solanke started to drop deep and connect play, and then uh, they've had like players like Billing who were advancing the ball very well, and then um, once Suunchu got off, it was like a complete uh, crumble of the pack of cards, I'd say. So yeah, I think I think Manu will finish third because I honestly, I mean, given that I'm a Chelsea fan and I'm optimist, and I think do we do have like a real possibility to win against Liverpool today? Uh, but yes, I, I they finish third, I feel. Yeah, but if I were like a betting man, I'd say uh, I think Chelsea are going to get a point to tie, and then I think we are going to beat Wolves. And so and you, yeah, you'd bet on. Uh, You'd bet on Klopp and everybody else sitting on the bench, drinking those huge bottles of Pauliner. I mean, the beer which is drunk during the Oktoberfest. Oh, I, I mean, uh, in the first match against Liverpool, we were actually pretty unlucky to lose. I'd say uh, we completely stormed them in the second half, and we probably deserve to win the match. Oh yeah, Mason Mount had like a great chance from 15 yards. He had like that ball from left side and left hand side, and he just uh, blazed it over the goal. So yeah, I I do think Chelsea can challenge Liverpool tonight. As as I'm like a, rash, a rational Chelsea fan, I'd expect a point. I'd love all three. If we get if we get three points, we are away. We are qualified for the Champions League, no doubt. Then it just depends upon what position we finish in. Um, so yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think Man will finish third and Chelsea will finish fourth. I think. One more thing, like all the focus has been on Sheffield uh, regarding how good this, how good a season they have had. But they are on, but Burnley are on level with them. 54. Oh yeah, so, I, I don't think I, I, I like. Uh, but I mean, uh, Burnley have been really, really good this season. I they genuinely like push themselves away season. from the relegation candidates. Like I mean, cre- cre- credit like, uh, credit to Dyshman. Yeah, like they just deploy the deep block and they are able to defend very well and they are able to dig out all those like one deal to one results which gives them wins. So yeah, credit to Sean Dyche. Okay, so we are moving on to the relegation uh, race here, which actually looked like a race probably like two to 
three days ago but given villa won against arsenal late now looks like a it just looks like a two horse race between villa and watford so no bournemouth have an offside chance i guess yeah but uh, don't bournemouth play man city i think bournemouth play man city no. their final day Oh, they play Everton. Sorry, they they uh, they've okay. been defeated. They've been defeated by Man City, and then they lost to Southampton two nil, which is like a damaging loss. They probably should have picked the points there, and they play Everton on their final day. And uh, even if they play, oh, and like the goal difference looks like really interesting because West Ham are virtually assured of safety. Brighton are safe. I mean, West Ham if they lose their uh, last two games by like an insane margin, that's the only. They, I think they'll be dragged down into this relegation quagmire. So Norwich are relegated. Bournemouth most likely are going to be relegated. Uh, I think oh, it's between Aston Villa the last game. That that is going to be very interesting. Oh yeah, that's a really good game. And who are Watford playing in their last game? Arsenal. Arsenal so <laughs> that's oh, it. that's good. That's because because it would mean that Arsenal's Europa League campaign probably hinges on that too. So it's going to be like a very interesting uh, match day, I'd say. And actually, actually, what sport uh, do uh, teams get a chance to play in like the Europa League qualifiers? Is it seventh or eighth? Seventh. Or oh, then Arsenal don't have a chance to finish seventh then. If it were yeah, if it were eighth, I think if it were eighth, then Arsenal do have a chance of uh, getting like Europa League qualification. The FPP thing, like if Man City was still playing, I think eleven till eighth. Oh yeah, that, then I think that would have probably uh, taken it to. Before the season started, I want Norwich to be safe actually, because Norwich Norwich actually played like really good uh, football in the championship and they won it. And um, I mean, given their the select for the first few weeks as well. Yeah, they they looked really good. Uh, so, Pritham, what do you think? Like, which teams will three teams will do you see get? Re- I mean, Norwich already got relegated. So, apart from Norwich, which two teams do you think will get relegated? I think Bournemouth will get relegated because I mean, the possibility of three events going uh, in their favor is very low. So. I think Bournemouth will go down and they deserve to go down, and I think Villa will go down because Watford can indeed cause problems with Arsenal. Uh, they've got uh, good target men and pacey wingers who can attack Arsenal. So uh, I do think Watford will stay up, and then uh, I have Villa going down. Let's move on uh, to Sriven. Okay, what do you think? You, I think you want Watford, Watford to stay, uh, go down. Watford. Oh, is this because is this because Watford defeated Liverpool? So, partly yes, but I mean, they said Nigel Pearson. Who I mean, if he wasn't there, they would like they would have been long gone. They would have been long gone. And Aston would have been there. Yeah, I I want Villa to go down. We'll stay. Okay, I'd want Villa to go down because I think they have like uh, a higher number of Premier League capable players whom teams will have an interest in than uh, Watford. I'd assume. So, like, let's move on to the final segment. Uh, the places where we would want to visit to watch a particular match or uh, any match uh, with the. Stadiums at which stadium? So, Pritham, what's your dream stadium to visit? I mean, uh, Stamford Bridge will be good, I guess, because I'm a Chelsea fan, and uh, and I'm not quite sure because I don't know how uh, how long it has been since the new stadium has come in, or we are going to build a new stadium, I assume. Uh, so, I think that will be good. Uh, Westfallen Stadion, I think, is like a very underrated shout because. uh like i think like stadiums with bright colors actually look uh, really really good and uh, given that borussia dortmund has like a proactive work ba- uh, proactive fan base i think that can be fun or also fans of like working class clubs maybe so uh who are the 
who are the guys in the championship who have like uh not in the championship i mean in the second division of the bundesliga uh, is it union berlin who have like uh, fans who are from the working class uh yeah but union berlin are still in the bundesliga no it's not union berlin then it's some other team i can't remember their name quite it oh yeah xvus yeah oh, yeah i why can't i remember that team oh st pauli fc st pauli yes yeah uh, like yeah like 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 imagine should be thrown at your face or like imagine you just like running away from st pauli fans because like uh, you are embroiled in like a gang war or something and then you just have like one of the most amazing experiences of your life if you stay alive so i think st pauli will be like a well adventurous but risky option i'd say I think it was like Heldenheim who played Werder Bremen and I think Werder Bremen won 2-1 or 1-0. I can't exactly remember. Yeah. Uh, so, Abhilash, uh, given that you are you are the only one amongst us three to have travelled to Europe, Europe in, uh, I, Europe in quotation marks, of course, uh, <laughs> what, what football stadiums do you think uh, should uh, uh, people should visit or what football stadiums would you would like to visit? now uh, i am going to name uh, not exactly a stadium but i want to see one match people might mistake uh, people might think okay this guy is saying weird match is kind of a i mean uh, you know a pretentious person who thinks who says who acts as if he knows the finer points of football i am no pep guardiola so i only know about this match because i once heard about it and i want to go there ever since So I want to see national nas- national versus Penarol in the Uruguay Ooh. the Montevideo derby. Oh that's that's nice. Okay. Uh the Super Clásico. Oh yeah. They say. Hmm. I mean the I mean it's <laughs> it's amazing the stories you hear about them. Uh there was once a collapse of one of the stands in the stadium but the match continued. I mean Going to any South American stadium, you expect something crazy to happen. Yeah, and, and like you'll have to carry a gun around maybe because uh, in the fear of like either being robbed or murdered, I'd say. Yeah, mm. I, 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 if you support, you should you should maintain your distance from the other supporters of oh, the yeah. other club. Like uh, from from my Bengali uh, from my Bengali football friends, I've actually heard like the Bengal derby is quite fun too. Mohan Bagan versus East Bengal. I think that I think that can be like a fun atmosphere to begin to. I'd say. And given they given they integrated with uh, Atletico de Kolkata, uh, we'll have to see what ramifications as that have in their derby. Uh, Sriven, do like do you think? Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, no, I think they retained the one bucket jersey and they took the rest and all. They indicated it got added. Yeah, so like they literally sold their soul to the devil, I'd assume. Like yes, they given a uh, preference to legacy and all. So. Oh yeah. Uh, so Sriven, what food so boss things would you like to visit? From a mega sort of this. <laughs> like th- uh, like a three in one package, Bengal Rangers. Yes, like a tiger, like like ATK tiger. Ah, uh, Mohan Bagan's boat and all like. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that tiger. would that would be like such a good pitch to power Rangers actually. Okay, uh, Srivan, what football stadiums would you like to visit then? Obviously, Anfield. What people keep saying. Oh yeah, the famous twelfth man, as people would say. And like other than Anfield, like I would definitely want to watch a German derby. Like it could be any any team. Like uh, most, like preferably uh, Borussia Dortmund or Schalke. Oh. Their, uh, oh yeah, 
does does anybody does anybody have any interest in the old form nabi celtic versus rangers yeah but sort of but uh, it's faded the glory yeah. has faded yeah like i i'd rather i'd rather not see that in all honesty because like uh, scottish football sucks in my opinion uh, so yeah i'd rather not see that in all honesty uh, any any london derby would be good too i guess i mean unless uh, i mean unless if we are if any london team is not playing millwall i think any london derby is pretty good enough like yeah, because... i think they're in they're in contention for the playoffs no? and in the championship i think they are yeah this is like in contention for the like top 6 <clears throat> i think uh, they're oh they're ninth they're ninth oh, oh, oh. oh all of us haven't talked about like uh, camp now or estadio santiago bernabeu i think those can be fun too camp now camp now i've heard is like a, a really good stadium atmosphere probably not but like but i heard it's a like really but, good stadium uh, but the away fans it's like uh, they lose oh yeah that, that that's a possibility i think i wouldn't go to I, i think i'd never go to france to see a football match uh because i don't think the culture of france i don't think is like very good i would go on a scouting trip I for sure to france i would definitely watch that uh, porto with benfica and Ah, uh, that is that is good too. Super eagle. You'll see an eagle that day. An eagle flies around uh, in all of uh, their matches. Oh yeah, or like if you want anything vague, probably like uh, isn't there a derby in Egypt? Like Allah Ali versus some other team. Those are fun too. Or in Iran, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I I know one team for sure. I I it's Al Ahly who I think have won the most Egyptian titles once versus another team who I can't remember. Even the African Champions League was I think one of the most successful teams. Oh yeah. Does does anybody, anybody want to, Does anybody uh, want to watch MLS? No. Nope. Yeah, like even I keep myself away from that. Like imagine playing American football and like international football in the same goddamn stadium with people calling it soccer. Like pisses me off, man. Uh, sorry to all our American listeners. I doubt there are any, but still, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, is anyone else a bit okay? Completely going completely off topic. Is anyone? Uh, do you know the name which uh, Santi Cazorla has? Name of the club which Santi Cazorla has joined and is managed by Zavi. Al Sad. It's called Al Sad. Is it Al Sad? Is yeah, it a- called Al Sad. S A N S A D. S A D D. Oh, okay. Still, it's all sad. Yeah. Hey, like, uh, uh, given. By the way, I've seen Santi Cazorla starts this season. Uh, how many goals and assists do you think he's got? Have a guess, guys. Have a guess. Have a guess on on how many goals uh, goals and assists do you think uh, Santi Cazorla has got? Yeah. He's got like eleven goals and nine assists in La Liga this season, which I thought were absolutely ridiculous. Given that he he was never supposed to play football at this age, like two to three years back. Eleven goals and nine assists for Villarreal. I mean, like I don't know why they have let him go, uh, because like that is just like uh, like that is pretty good contribution. I mean, he was very close to getting eleven goals, ten uh, goals and ten assists in season. So I mean, shout out to Santi Cazorla, man. Like. one of the players i think nobody can hate i assume yes 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 yeah. all right so final call uh, does anybody have any other uh, stadiums you would like to see maracana maybe estadio maracana or estadio azteca actually for mexico i think that can be fun uh, or uh, does it doesn't ecuador have like the uh, football ground with like the highest altitude if i'm not wrong Yeah, <laughs> their home record is pretty amazing. They lose yeah. every away match, but their home match, home record is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I think rivals those of Uruguay, Argentina. I mean, Argentina is pretty shit, but still. I mean, away teams like running out of breath. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, like final shout. I think like uh, any match between like Estudiantes, River Plate, or Boca will be fun. I guess. I yeah. like I'd be away from those matches. Oh yeah, like do you remember like the Copa America final being shifted to Spain? Ah yes. Kind of oh yeah, and, and like uh, it actually had like pretty good attendance numbers. So I think. Uh, given but given that like international clubs aren't aren't actually that good when compared to European clubs, but still like their fan clubs are to be praised, I think because uh, given to given their like uh, relentless commitment, I'd assume. Fun fact for you guys: uh, River Plate is the only place where Coca-Cola's uh, logo is not red and white. Oh really? What what colors are yeah, they? Yeah, okay. What colors are they? I think it's black and white. Oh, okay. And That's because because of Boca. <laughs> I mean, imagine <laughs> red and white uh, Coca Cola in in the stadium. So yeah, Boca Cola. <laughs> All right. So I so, guess that that yeah. is the end of the episode. Then thank you guys for. Uh, Uh, joining me in this uh, edition of the podcast. Uh, so I guess for the audience, uh, we actually are planning to upload like a series of quizzes and football discussions in the future. Uh, if you indeed find like a legitimate problem with the audio quality, please do let us know because uh, we are we are actually starting off relatively new and we don't have like the proper equipment to record uh, this podcast, especially in this. a uh, pandemic where uh, uh, facilities to procure such equipment are at a well uh, ne- not necessarily a bare minimum but it's tough to procure that might say so so yeah guys uh, thanks for joining me and i guess that's the end of the episode bye bye guys bye